You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. I am joined again by my co-host, Jim McDonald, over in Canada. Good morning slash evening, Jim. How are you doing today? Uh, things are good here on the other side of the world, Tyson. Uh, I was curious whether or not you've had a chance to see the uh, the new Matrix movie or not. No, I haven't yet. I have not okay. seen we'll it. We'll have to it's... do it before the next episode because I have not seen it either. So Yeah, it's one of those things. I it, I don't go to the cinema very often. And because of in Australia at the moment, they've got all these COVID restrictions. And you used to have to wear a mask in, but once you were there, you were fine. But now you're supposed to wear it all the time, unless you're eating. And I reckon I could make a carton of popcorn last a two-hour movie easily <laughs> so it sort of defeats the purpose but i don't know they come it comes so quickly to either the streaming services i reckon if i wait two months it will probably be on netflix yeah for sure i just thought we'd check in i'm sure the listeners are really curious whether we've watched it or yet not so oh, i reckon they're just chewing at the bit they're dying to know <laughs> what, what we do in our spare time <laughs> so today jim i'm handing it over to you, you we are talking about Podiatry Clinic SEO, that scary word. Yeah, yeah, the SEO thing is something that's a little uh, obtuse, a little like, what is that as far as, you know, so the the letters obviously stand for search engine optimization. Um, and th- then what even is that, right? Like, I know, uh... I know it's, sometimes <laughs> I think they just, some yeah, like the they come up with stuff just to confuse us. It's confusing, but I think, you know, now that we live kind of in a search engine first world, you know, people are Googling like everything known to man, Um, you know, what am I going to eat? How far away is the sun from earth? Uh, You know, all all kinds of random stuff on Google. Google has become that, I I wouldn't say a source of truth, but a source of like answering all these questions that we used to like ask mom and dad about or look in the encyclopedia about. So Yeah, well, remember um, that they had that shirt for a while that I don't need Google. My wife knows everything. But <laughs> now Google, I Google is, it is, like you said, it is the go-to place for any question. And I would probably ask it three or four really obscure things every single day that just pop into my head. Yeah, like I sometimes ask, like, what time is it in Carnes, Australia, right? So, uh, so Cairns, I get a general sense Cairns. of... Cans, cans, cans. Sorry, I'm, cans. I'm bad. I'm bad. Yeah, just cans. think, just think. There's a can on the ground, and you've kicked a whole <laughs> pile of cans. So, yeah, so cans. So I'll, I'll, you know, ask Siri or I'll ask Google sometimes. You know, what time is it in cans? And uh, it gives that back to me. But I think a lot of people these days as well are asking Doctor Google, right? Oh yeah. They have a problem, problem with their foot, a problem with their ankle, any other kind of healthcare problem. They're asking that, and what's happening is that. People put in that search query into the you know, into the, the search box. They click search, and you know, and Google is trying to basically deliver the most relevant results uh, to a to a person. And that's what this kind of SEO is: is like how do you become uh, either in the local area of the search or in that you know the first ten links? How do you end up in that top three uh, for the for your clinic for the care you want to provide? This is where that kind of search engine optimization comes into play. Yeah, didn't they say, or do you know that joke, where's the best place to hide a dead body? <laughs> what, page two of Google results? Page two of Google, yes, because no one gets there. No, once you get through page one, you don't go to page two. So what does a podiatrist need to do if they're in a, a particular area and there might be 10, 15, 20 podiatrists in their area? 
what do they need to do to actually get on page one other than click on one of the links from the 150 emails they get every month from uh, <laughs> someone who can get them on page one of Google. Yeah, all those get on page one, all the cold calls, you know, all those work, right? So yeah. like you should just jump on top of those as soon as possible. Yeah. No, and, and budget, yes. budget for every one of them. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I would say that, you know, it's, it's important to kind of break down that kind of what we call the search engine results page. You know, obviously when you type in podiatrist cans or podiatrist um, Chicago, you know, it's it's looking at that search engine results page and understanding the different areas yeah. where your clinic or your services can be visible. The top area for most searches like that uh, is kind of what we call like it's basically the map or kind of the local pack. So there'll be a map that has the little pins where it shows all those local podiatrists based off your geolocation, right? So if I'm in downtown Chicago, it's going to show me podiatrists in that area. You know, if I have a podiatrist near me. But if I'm looking, you know, somewhere else, like if I'm in Chicago and I'm looking podiatrist New York, it's obviously going to show me maps there. Okay, so what, but, what do, when you say geolocation, what do you mean by that? So like your computer, your cell phone yeah. has a, a unique what we call uh, IP address. So your phone knows where in the world it is and it relays that information to Google. So by typing in podiatrist near me, either your IP address through the GPS or just through the network you're currently on with your phone, will tell Google this person is in downtown Chicago. So show them podiatrists in downtown because that's what they're asking for. Okay. Just in case somebody was wondering. (laughs) No, I think it's important to realize that. And this is why, this is sometimes what podiatrists run into problems with as well is that not only does it know where you're located, but since you're searching on Google, it knows about all of your past searches and mm. has a history of that in their database. Oh, geez. So let's say you're like, oh, that's a worry. You're like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, <laughs> if you're vanity searching yourself, right? Not only for podiatry reasons, but for other reasons, probably as well, Tyson. Well, like, if if you're yeah. always searching for podiatrist Chicago and you are a podiatrist Chicago, and then you click on your link or you're clicking on certain things. Like you're going to get a skewed version of Google compared to someone who's never searched on that topic before and has never clicked on the links. Google will show unique results to each different person. So yeah. it can be beneficial to turn on that private browser or the incognito mode if you're searching in your local area. So you have kind of a fresh look as far as what's happening when those Google search happens. Um, but like I said, th- that first section is really that local area. And the way you get in that local area is being it's usually by proximity. So if you are closer, you know, to let's say you're like right on the border of Chicago, but you're in a suburb, you're probably not going to show up in those Chicago searches. So, you know, if you want to be, uh, you know, in those searches, like being physically located, that that can be helpful. But also sometimes building out pages on your website that show you take care of patients, uh, you know, who live in Chicago or you serve patients from that city can be one way of showing up higher, even in an area where you don't necessarily have a physical location. Okay, so what do people actually need to do on their like the website, or is it in their? Is it on certain pages? Is it in blog articles? What do they need to do to be more optimized so they're found? Yeah, to be more optimized, um, like I said, so that local pot, spot at top is kind of the the lo- the local one, and then there's kind of the general results, those kind of top ten on the first page. Yeah. So to show up in that first area. You know, really having a built out what used to be called Google My Business Profile. They've recently changed that to Google Business Profile. Um, but this is where your Google reviews will kind of live. 
um, where you can put your hours, your contact information. When you search like the name of your clinic, this Google My Business, or what used to be called Google My Business, now called Google's, Google Business Profile, will show up in the bottom right hand of the results. So if you type in, you know, back when you had a clinic, right? Like yeah. the name of your clinic, will, you know, you type it exactly, it should show up there. Um, and you control all that information based off of a good Google Business Profile listing. So either you, your staff, or somebody you hire really needs to optimize that Google Business Profile listing to make sure you're showing up in the maps and that your the information, the photos you have are relevant and engaging to the patients you want to bring into your practice. The second part of it, or the kind of the organic section of Google, we haven't even talked about the ad section, which usually yeah. is at the very top. We're going to skip that for now. We'll talk about that in a future podcast. But the organic section or the area we care most about, that top three or top 10, what's important there to realize is that usually the top three results get about 80% of all the clicks. So the first result will get about 50% of the clicks. Spot two gets about 20 the, the next spot gets about 10, and then it's less and less as you go down those top 10. And the way you show up there is by having relevant content on your website. So, you know, Cannes Podiatrist, Chicago Podiatrist, having pages on your website that are optimized for those search terms are what's going to lead you to ranking high for those local-based terms. Can, can we get back one step? Sure. I just want to get back one step before we talk about optimizing on the website. Back to the Google business profile. Sure. How often should you, because there's a section there where you can add photos, you can add videos, you can change your business, a product or an event. How often should you be adding information into your Google business profile? Because it's free. It's, it's free. It's just sitting there. So does Google give you a pat on the back if you keep adding stuff or does it not matter? It's hugely important to make sure that it's, it's rel that you have relevant uh, and kind of like updated materials there. And there's some different ways you can kind of interact within that Google business profile kind of administrative section. One is like, like you're talking about is that, you know, you need to make sure that your holiday hours are accurate, right? Yeah. If someone has a bad user experience or complains to Google that you weren't, you know, you didn't change it and you weren't open when you said you were, they can ding you for that. Um, also, the, like I said, the Google reviews lives within this Google business profile. And making sure that you're you're providing, uh, whether it be a positive or negative review, a personalized response to every single review that comes in, whether it's a one star or a five star, you need to respond to all those reviews that come in. And that's the kind of free way or the free area where you can do that as well. Um, and the third spot is what's called, they used to be called Google My Business Posts, but you can actually post um, you know, offers that you have, your services, Anything that's relevant and, you know, maybe you're having a partnership with a physio clinic down the road, there's ways to highlight yourself and others in these Google posts, which which Google sees as an important signal. It's There's some question whether or not that's going to lead to higher rankings or not, but, you know, playing well within the Google ecosystem is generally going to be rewarded by higher rankings and more visibility in Google search and other platforms. So it should just be weekly, yeah. you should just be posting something just to keep it that little bit active? I think definitely a week, you know, being kind of your eyes on the prize, like at least once a week can be helpful. You know, you do have ways of set up, setting up notifications when you do get new reviews. So that might be a nice trigger for you or for your staff or someone you work with. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, if you're actively, you know, requesting reviews, you should probably get, you know, four to 10 a week, depending on like the kind of patients you have coming into practice. And then when you come in, 
uh, to kind of respond to those reviews. You know, it's an opportunity to like make sure your your hours are updated, the contact information is good, and then maybe they do a you know once a week or once every two week Google post about something that's happening in your practice. Okay, that's good. That's what I wanted to hear. It's only because like I actually have a Google uh, business profile set up for myself, just Tyson E. Franklin, Podiatry Business Coach. Yeah, and I've been trying to remind myself to be active to keep putting stuff on that. But I've noticed the more I've put on the uh, Google business profile, the more often I've had people say, oh, I was searching for something and I found you. Well, that's the thing. It's like Google Google's kind of a bit of a racket, right? Like, I mean, they, they do, it's a, it's a very powerful platform to, to be on, but they want to keep people inside of their platform and they yeah. want people to interact with the different different ways that they, they have available. They don't want you to like, send traffic or send people away from Google. They want to keep everybody on their ecosystem and, and seeing ads to help, you know, further their business model in a way. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, back onto the website now. Yeah, so back to that organic section. Um, like we talked about, you know, there's obviously different types of keywords that different podiatry practices want to show up for. I think the first step before you just jump in and do SEO or try to do it yourself um, is obviously knowing where you're located at or knowing where your best patients come from and having you know pages built out that speak directly to those patients. And then those pages can be used both organically and also act as a landing page for ad campaigns in the future if you choose to. It's also like we talked about previously, you know, what do you get the most excitement out of in your practice, right? Like, you know, you know, depending on what type of area you live in, you wanna make sure that the content you have on your website you know, whether if you, if you want to treat heel pain, if you want to treat, if you want to be a forefoot surgeon, you want to do bunion surgery, you need to have very authoritative pages and quality information, sometimes even video on those pages that will keep people on that page and kind of viewing your content. Because when you install Google Analytics on your website, um, what happens is that that they the information about people you know, having their web browser on this page on your website is being collected all the time by Google. And if they see that someone is going from google.com and it's a relevant result and they're staying for minutes or, you know, five or 10 minutes on a page or on a website, they're much more likely to rank that page higher than someone that tricks them or isn't authentic or has a bad oh, yeah. website and they spend 10 seconds, they don't like it, they go directly back to Google and do the next one, that's a strong signal to Google that you are not worthy of being on the first page or even the top three. So you need to have engaging content that talks to your patients um, uh, and obviously the kind of patients you wanna have come into your practice. Yeah, I've seen that when people have done Google ads, for example, and you'll be searching for something and there's an ad right at the top that says exactly what it is that you're searching for and you go, awesome. You click on that and it goes to something that's totally irrelevant to what it is that you're looking for and you very quickly as soon as you get it you get the shits and you get straight off of it so google can see if people come to your site your page and bang they get out there within five seconds that google goes oh that must have been good it's like the magic like triad of google it's the, the words you type into google have yeah. keywords or words that are relevant to what you're looking for the link that pops up you know for in the search results that is relevant based off the search you made and you click on it and you go to a page that is exactly what you look for. So the, then the more time you spend on that page or in that website, Google has ways of tracking all of those signals. So it's gonna reward you know, good content or good user experience as they like to call it um, and, and rank you higher over time in that way. Um, but that's just 
you know, that's just kind of the way it works. It just, it just makes sense though. Yeah. It's no different to if somebody came to me and said, oh, could you recommend an optometrist? And I said, this is where you need to go. And the person went there and had a great experience then that makes me feel good that I've actually helped that person. And the next person asks me, I'll do it again. But if I referred someone to an optometrist and the person came back to me and said, they were crap, they were rude, they smelt, they, yeah, they had no teeth, yeah, I don't like them, then straight away I'm not going to refer anybody else there. And that's exactly what happens with pages. Google will refer someone to a page and if someone leaves there very fast, Google's going, now I look bad that I actually I sent you to that page. Well, it's a feedback loop, exactly yeah. like you're saying, right? It's either a positive feedback loop or it's a negative feedback loop that Google will measure and then make those ranking adjustments as needed. And so that's really, really important. Um, like I said, they're like, the, the words matter, but also, like I said, video, having images that are engaging because even if you have the most keywords, and you see this a lot sometimes, you'll see businesses or even clinics sometimes try to what they call keyword stuff, right? They'll put like, it won't even make sense reading it. There's just so many yeah. keywords like podiatrist, foot doctor, name of city, like, and there's no relevant information that helps the user or the person. And they're going to bounce from that, even though maybe you have amazing keywords, right? So it has to be, you know, it has to kind of what they call user intent. It has to kind of meet that intent and be relevant to what they're looking for. Um, and there's different ways of incorporating that. Like some of it is that written video or um, the kind of layers you can see and there's almost an invisible layer of SEO that you don't see called schema markup. And what this is, is basically like, there's all this stuff that on WordPress or I use a, a plugin called um, Yoast, uh, which is helpful to help build out some of the schema markup and the kind of invisible signals that you can also send to Google to say, this page is about this thing, or this page is about this podiatrist in this city. And it just sends more signals to them to make you more relevant to help you rank higher. Uh, there's a lot of like, they call black hat or kind of scammy ways in the past to try to get people to come to your website. You know, let's build out 10 different websites and I'll link, you know, to this one central website and that's gonna work. And it used to work back in the day. I still see sometimes people using this, this to this day, you know, um, they call like a private virtual network of sites, but, you know, it's really about having a, a helpful website that speaks to your patient that's SEO optimized, which is going to lead to, you know, people, you know, with a strong call to action to call the clinic or to make an appointment, which is going to really um, help the clinic in the long run. So if you were a business that wanted more orthotic patients, then you should be writing a lot of blog articles, have frequently asked questions, have evergreen articles what orthotics are and the, all the different things that people could be, the questions that people are asking about orthotics, can orthotics help me with this? Uh, can I wear orthotics in this type of shoe? Just so many different things and just making sure the word orthotic is used in, in many different ways. And not just the word orthotic, probably arch support, foot supports, different terminology because people will search for different things. No, for sure. I think there's some different opportunities there. I think the, the foundation for SEO uh, for a clinic website to start off with is having what I would call these like hub pages or these diagnosis or procedure based pages first. Yeah. So you want to have like a very authoritarian piece about if it's plantar fasciitis in that article, you're saying what it is like, you know, what are the risk factors? How do people get it? How do you treat, treat it? What are the, you know, frequently asked questions about it? What should you ask your podiatrist all in a central article initially? I mean, you don't have to go, it doesn't have to be 
5,000 words or be an encyclopedia about it, but it has to be very relevant. So if you do go, you know, once you get past that level, if you want to be the orthotic expert, you know, then you're building, you know, maybe some blog articles that are maybe had an, an athlete come in that didn't mind you mentioning them, or you're treating like a university running team and you're using orthotics. And what, what we, like you said, maybe you're, you're talking about that experience, you casted orthotics, you treated a, a sprained ankle, and you have those words linked back to that main orthotic page that you've already built. So it'll, it's relevant, right? It's not just like a spammy link that's trying to get them tricked into making an appointment. They are curious to know more about what an orthotic is or the way that, you know, what problems an orthotic treats in a way. So it's kind of a, a good kind of customer journey or a patient journey to help them learn about those different treatment options available. And you see different tactics being used with blog articles, but I think not enough podiatry clinics, at least initially, are building up these authoritative pages about diagnosis or procedures. They're just jumping straight to kind of one-off blog articles, which like, might generate some traffic let's say like you know like when tiger woods got injured yeah like everyone wanted to write up about lower leg injuries or taylor fractures and just like try to pray that they were the the page that like was in the top three or top ten and get some traffic for that but when you write pages about that you're going to get a ton of irrelevant links and clicks from people that are on the other side of the world so you're best off being locally relevant with your SEO strategy before you kind of go after these big kind of like international or even national or even local stories that aren't relevant to someone making an appointment in your clinic. So what what you're thinking on on different blog articles or articles you've written on your business, like on your website, to then have links to other pages around your website to try and keep them on your website longer? I think that can be helpful. I mean, to me, like at least initially, until you have all those pages built out, a blog is more of an opportunity to talk about what's happening in your clinic. You, yeah. know, you can mention some of your services in those blog post articles. You know, Maybe you've got a new device or a new way to treat something, and then there's opportunities to link there. You know, There's local partnerships with a physio. Maybe like they're sending you patients for plantar fasciitis, you're sending them some stuff, and you can highlight those different services, not only for yourself and for others. You know, Internal linking, like you're talking about, is important. But these external links are also important. Other websites in a genuine fashion, an authentic way, linking back to your website will also help you rank higher. You know, the more outside websites that say that, you know, Tyson Franklin, you know, Podiatry Legends podcast is so much better than a Podiatry Marketing podcast or, you know, more <laughs> links to that is going to put that higher, right, um, for certain terms. So you talk, or, are you, you know, talking backlinks here from yeah, other places? Yeah, we're yeah, we're talking about backlinks or you know external links um, from authoritative stuff, and there's there's shady stuff that can happen there as well. But when you have these genuine backlinks from other websites that are relevant to your local, you know, to what you provide, um, the local chamber of commerce, um, you know, other clinics, uh, hospitals, uh, you know, local kind of like directories, um, those things can be hugely beneficial to the SEO of a website. Okay, so before we wrap up, are there any other tools that people should be looking at to help them out with this? Yeah, I think there's some different tools that can be helpful. I think, you know, uh, there's, there's something called GT Metrics, which is kind of a free tool that helps you kind of learn about your page speed and like how fast your website loads and kind of grades. So this is gtmetrics.com with an X. Um, it can be a helpful way to, to see how your, you know, your website's ranking when it comes to speed because uh, 
how a web page is a website is used a mo- from a mobile perspective, and we didn't. Yeah. We'll jump into that at some point. Maybe we'll have a a mobile website um, a podcast. But uh, as more people are on their phones, you have to have both a great desktop and mobile experience. Oh, isn't there nothing worse? Nothing worse than when you go to you're on your phone, you go to a website, you go, oh yeah, you click on that, and it is their website, which is exactly their desktop version on your phone, and you're going squinting down you can't see anything you're trying to zoom it up and you go and some of them it, it just surprises you who the businesses are they should know better no they, they should but it's just um like you're busy in your practice right people are busy doing other things they don't have time to like troubleshoot how their website looks like on a mobile phone or a different type of a device whether an android or an iphone right so uh gt metrics is good there is um a website called mobile moxie uh, which can be helpful to like get a general sense of like you know where you're ranking or you know what keywords um, you're ranking locally. Um, but those are some of the ones that I think can be helpful. I'll put some more in the show notes that I use with my clients so people can play around with them a little bit um, just yeah. to kind of see. Uh, White Spark is another one that can be used to you know track local rankings. But um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of tools. There's all kinds of you know, expensive SEO tools you can use, but any, you know, SEO specialist you work with should have those in their arsenal so they can build out, uh, whether it be keywords or campaigns that, uh, SEO campaigns that are going to benefit your clinic results. Okay, that's cool. So I'm just looking at the time. I think it's time to wrap up this particular episode, Jim. So thank you for sharing your knowledge on the SEO. And if people want to know more about SEO, they can easily just reach out to you because you're the SEO man. Yeah, they can reach out or like I said, well, on the website, we'll have uh, some good links to yeah. you know, some resources for people to uh, just do a little bit of a, a deep dive into their own website to see how things are going. Okay, cool. So I'll talk again next week, Jim. Sounds great. See you, Tyson. See ya. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.